1: What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on in No more back thinking, time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war and poverty. Oh, oh.
0: wake up, all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Oh.
2: David oh, hi. yes, sir, and yes, ma'am, you had better. Wake them up, get them up, good and going, Tuesday on B&E. We have a champion of the men's basketball season, also the women's game, historic in its uh, viewing. We'll get to some college hoops, a champion crowd last night, and really was not in doubt from the very beginning. UConn, the champions of college basketball on the men's side. We'll recap the game last night, and uh, its ignore- historic significance. Also dive into uh, a Tuesday conversation. A lot of baseball. uh, Looking forward to college football. Longhorns back on the practice field this morning ahead of uh, a busy week for them as they're pushing forward towards that spring game, which is coming up a week from this coming Saturday. We'll talk some Texas football and the college offseason. We've got NFL news, notes, and nuggets as well as we dive in on a very busy Tuesday morning. Lot to do. Glad you're with us. Wherever you find us, it's uh, always available to you. Make it as easy as possible on 1049 on the FM dial, 1019 FM, AM 1260. And digitally, take us wherever you go on your smartphone and with our Horn app. You can always listen on your smart speaker. Just tell the speaker, hey, turn on 1049, the horn. And, of course, always right there for you at hornfm.com. You can listen. You can watch on our Twitch channel. It's there for you each and every day at hornfm.com.
1: Mr. Godbolt. Good morning to the soldiers at Fort Hood, Texas, the soldiers in the state of Texas, and all those that fight for us each and every day. Thank you so very much for what you do for us. It is appreciated to you and your families. And be safe out there, please.
2: Be safe on a Tuesday. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting. Uh, I was looking at the hornfm.com, the bracket challenge. I did not win. Uh, e. Hogan finishes 124th overall out of uh, hundreds and hundreds of folks who entered. Not good. Not good. Looks like uh, Chad Hastings is going to finish in the top five. Nice. Chad Hastings picks, but uh, this will all be verified over the coming days. We can't, this is not official, so do not call this official, but it looks like someone named Masticate has won our bracket challenge. Wow. Takate, uh, A couple of point victory over Fishhorn and uh, Limps with a Beer in third place. Chad Hastings comes in fifth, but uh, strong, strong performance. But uh, had to have UConn, I would imagine, in your. Uh, Yeah, you did. In your Final Four, maybe even winning the whole thing, which they did. I remember way back at the beginning, it was Jay Billis who uh, picked UConn to win the title. And uh, I wonder if people jumped on that bandwagon. They were certainly a dominant force through this tournament, and we'll talk about it. But, uh, uh, T.Y., how'd your bracket end up? You had a big bracket challenge for Ty Henderson, our producer.
0: 14th.
1: Ooh!
0: and Bucky, you ended up getting 6th.
1: I hung in there, huh?
0: Yeah, because you had UConn in the championship. The doctor so, of
2: Bracketology.
1: Bracketology once again. There it is. Get the favorites and hang with
2: them. Hang. Hey, well, they were not a favorite. There were nobody. No three seeds are higher or lower in this turn in the final four. Uh, but yes, UConn. Great start to their season. Rough in the middle and uh, dominant to Finish the end. Strong, yes, to say the least for Dan Hurley. So, uh, uh,
1: what a team of a, a, a team that has another gear. And when they hit that gear, there's a bunch of physicality included in there. And if you can't keep up with the physicality, you can't beat them.
2: Well, look, San Diego State struggles offensively. I mean, they're just not a great offensive team, and um, you know, they... and then when
1: you're a defensive team and you go against a team that yeah. can't do anything, def- well, offensively, a, that's
2: the part of that. Is UConn? I just don't they don't really have a weakness. They're really no. good at everything. Uh, San Diego State has a flaw. They're not a great offensive basketball team. They win with experience and toughness and defense, and uh, that's how they've you know emerged as the best team on the West Coast, but. Uh, in the end, it's UConn. Really, don't have a weakness. They're they're big, they're long, they're athletic. They can shoot, offense, defense, inside, outside. There's there's not a lot they don't do real well. And uh, they play with as you For said a, an extra gear. About,
1: yeah, they play this weird extra gear when it's when it gets close. All of a sudden, they can turn it up. turn yeah. up to switch a little. bit. Well, they bit.
2: play an open brand of offense, which is fun. But they it all starts on the defensive end. Uh, they really do a great job of clogging the lane and and the height. Uh, cleaning the rim. Yeah, they got and, big dudes. And though. they get out and go. Uh, whereas San Diego State will play good defense, and then they go slow. Uh, you know, UConn gets it off the glass or blocks a shot or whatever, and they go. Uh, they push it. They want to push the basketball. That dude's uh,
1: Snowgo, go That dude's like two guys.
2: Yeah, he was unbelievable. Let's get to the headlines and get you caught up on the night that it was down in Houston. UBO Business Services. Yeah, UConn Huskies are the champions of men's college basketball. It's after head coach Dan Hurley's Huskies overwhelmed the San Diego State Aztecs last night in the championship game in Houston, 76 59. Uh, game got to within five points, about five minutes to go. But as Bucky just said, UConn hit another gear and blew it back open. They controlled the game all night. It's the program's fifth national championship. All have come since 1999. That's the most for any D1 program in that span. They're a perfect five for five now in those championship games. But Dan Hurley, the head coach, is the third different head coach to win a national title in that uh, three-decade run. He joined Jim Nance on the postgame floor last night.
1: What was your message to the team since... The horn sounded, you visited with every single one of them. What are the words you've expressed? Well, you know what, we're UConn. We we have the four national championships coming in. Right? We've been striving for number five. Now we got our own. Now we got our own.
2: Yeah, Jim Calhoun and Kevin Olley had won championships previously. This year's team, historic in his dominance, won at six NCAA tournament games by an average of 20 points. Fourth-largest average win margin since the field expanded to 64 teams in 1985. UConn junior forward Adam Sonogo earned the most outstanding player honor. 17 points, 10 boards. He averaged a double-double in the tournament. One other note from last night's game, it was the last... For CBS sports announcer Jim Nance, who you just heard there, he called his 32nd and final Final Four and championship game in his hometown. He'll continue with his NFL and golf responsibilities, just no more college basketball. Last night's TV ratings will be known at some point this morning, but they were not likely to be huge and certainly not historic like the women's championship game was on Sunday. Those came in yesterday in LSU's victory over Iowa in the national championship game, the most viewed NCAA women's basketball game of all time. 9.9 million viewers tuned in on ABC or ESPN2. That according to Nielsen, total audience jump of a over last year. Uh, to the night in baseball, quite a finish across town in Houston at Minute Maid Park. That's where Detroit outfielder Matt Vierling made a diving catch with the bases loaded in the bottom of the tenth to prevent the Astros from a big inning, and or winning. And then uh, he belted a tie-breaking two-run homer in the eleventh. Tigers take down the Astros seven to six, give the Tigers their first win of the young season. Houston falls at two and three. Of note in that game, Astros slugger Jordan Alvarez blasted his 100th home run of his career in the fifth inning. 435-foot bomb was a uh, his 300 in came in just his 372nd career game. Game. Far and away, the fastest for any Astros player to 100 home runs. Fifth fastest among all players who debuted since 1990. Arlington uh, Rangers suffered their first loss of the season. At least it was quick. Baltimore took the game, first game of a three-game series, 2 nothing. Strength of a pair of solo homers and four pitchers. Game took just two hours and 18 minutes. The pitch clock era is here. Round Rock Express held off, uh, were off last night. They're going to open their first road trip of the season tonight in Sugar Land. And the 21st-ranked Texas baseball team back at dishfall Field this afternoon after a 2-2 and week on the road. They're going to host Air Force, 4 o'clock this afternoon. Ace Whitehead will get the start on a Tuesday for the Longhorns. You can catch that game on 101.9 and AM 1260 today.
0: This segment brought to you by UBO Business Services. Great people, great service, endless possibilities. That's UBO Business Services. Visit them at ubeo.com.
2: Yeah, quite a flip. Here's a text from uh, one of our texters on the Specs Text Line five one two three three seven three seven seven six. What an odd year! The women's game was a must see event. I didn't watch a second of last night's game. Yeah, I would. I, I don't know if the, the the women's game will out rating point the men's, but it did feel like more of a, a must see TV appointment uh, situation than than last night. Because last night's game almost felt like a foregone conclusion and it well, yeah, that I mean, way. but if
1: you didn't know anything about UConn, you hadn't seen them play that much this year. You got to real taste of them at their best, because yeah. they were at their best last night.
2: Yeah, no, it was excellent. Uh, and that's just more of what we've seen from UConn throughout this tournament. They they haven't trailed uh, in the, in the no, tournament. they've
1: overwhelmed people at the end.
2: They've been far and away. And a tournament that was unlike any other as far as its upsets and, uh, and topsy-turvy, upside-down nature, uh, UConn was, you know, they were the outlier. They were, yeah, they were unbelievable just for front any to back. Comer,
1: Anybody that would come, they were ready for them.
2: Well, that's, you know, we don't have any, in this day and age of college basketball, there are no super teams, right? There are no, no. I mean, maybe they are. I mean, they, they just have no weakness. So they're going to be able to exploit what you don't do well because every team in this tournament has a flaw and they can exploit your fundamental flaw and uh, take you apart uh, systematically. It's just a 40 minute, you know, vice that just overwhelms you and uh, by the end you squeezed out and uh, that was impressive but yeah the women's game obviously is what everybody's talking about and the uh the trash talking afterwards and all that went on that is obviously um you know great for the women's game i mean it was a seminal moment for that for that sport uh to be on center stage and actually draw more attention and more conversation than the men's game um you know that that's 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 a huge step forward for women's basketball, without a doubt, even though a lot of the talk has been about trash talk and sportsmanship and those kind of things. And now we have the story this morning that the First Lady, this one is going to go through the Twitter waves and the social media. Jill Biden apparently was at the game in Dallas on Sunday, and she wants to invite both LSU and Iowa to the White House. You know, yeah,
1: She's trying to play on the Title IX thing.
2: Yeah, that's not going to That's not, that's not okay. You invite the winners. Yeah, You can invite yeah. Iowa for a second event if you want to – do that. And that's the way
1: she, they were going to probably try to do that. But no runners-up.
2: You can't bring the runners-up with the champions. No. That's not – no. Come on, this is uh, USA. Winners first. You're not first, you're last.
1: No, you can't and not, go there You don't there get a trip champ. to
2: the White House on no. our trip to the White House. It's our trip to the White House. We earned that.
1: They'll do that on separate occasions, though. They'll try to do that. They'll try to play, like I said, on Title Nine for this year.
2: I don't know what that has to do with Title Nine. You bring the winner.
1: That's right. Bring the dang champion
2: to the White House. but uh, that, Come on, Dr. Jill. Come on, Dr. Jill. <laughs> Dr. Jill. We had a great, on. Had a great day on doc, National Doctors' Day last week. That was fun. Uh, it said, could Texas have beat UConn? No. No, they no.
1: lost by 30. Full, I don't
2: know, by 30. you kept it within...
1: 20. Eight, okay, 20. How's 20? 20 I mean, okay? Yeah. Was, yeah.
2: I, I think Texas could have beat San Diego State. I really do. I, I think that would
1: have been a good game.
2: I think Texas could have beat Miami if fully healthy. We got to see them play. And Longhorns were without a key guy, maybe their key, most key guy, especially in that in that matchup. And then lost a couple of guys down the stretch. So
1: they're the runner up. They should go.
2: No, I just think to, to answer the guy's question, I don't think they could beat UConn, but I think they could have beat the I think other. They would have gotten
1: other... beaten soundly by UConn. I
2: do too. Well, they yeah, uh, UConn beat everybody soundly uh, because Texas would not they're have so handled big. that length. Nobody can handle that length. I mean that that size. Uh, and defense on top of the explosive offense, and
1: you know, uh, Ty, so that, that seven points was not quite enough.
0: They got close at the end, somewhat. There was a little bit of a run. We're looking, well, we
1: looking for medals here. Did, what are we looking for did, here?
0: Be honest. Did y'all watch the entire game? I did. No, they, you did. They got it to five. I, did. I
1: stayed up and watched it. When they got it to five, I was a little bit worried there. They got it to five in the in the middle
2: fifties, but it just it just I don't know. I was never felt. As I said,
1: they hit a they hit a weird gear. I mean, they were doing that throughout the game. You know what I mean. When they started to lengthen that thing out, you could just tell the way they they started to push the ball up the court. And Sonogo was making playing. I mean, his defense was. And it, well, then they. He's got, like two dudes in the middle. Well, then when he goes
2: out, they bring in the other seven-two guy who just yeah. protects the rim, and uh, they're they're just they're really good. And uh, obviously, you saw that. And, and look, I watching the game when it got to five, I just never felt like San Diego State had the offensive weaponry to beat them. Uh, that was pretty clear from the jump. I mean, and they, it's they hard; were,
1: it was hard for them to get to that five, 2 By the way, they had to work their ass off to get there. Yeah, to it. yeah every, every
0: jump shot they made did not; it didn't look pretty. Yeah, but well, they were pulling yeah.
1: teeth to score. Yes, and they got some
0: stops. And I guess
2: San Diego State, or excuse me, UConn, maybe went to sleep a little bit, and they just okay, let's stretch this thing back out. They had it at sixteen at one point in the first half on that ten-zero run. Uh, they were clearly the better team, and I hate to make it too simple, but San Diego State's just not tall enough. <laughs> I mean, they're it, not it, thick enough. What's the tall half, enough.
1: What's the halftime adjustment they could make? Uh, can grow? We get, can we get taller? Can we start to grow? Because <laughs> they're just taller than us at every position now. Like I always thought of Timmy Allen. You think he'll grow at halftime or something? <laughs> yeah. you no, know, he's always going to be yeah. the same.
2: San Diego State is thick enough. I mean, they're big old burly guys. They are just they kind of play below the floor, below the rim, and UConn plays above the rim, and they're you know several inches taller at every position. Impressive win for Dan Hurley. And, you know, that Hurley family is interesting. Kind of reminds you of the Harbaugh's, right, where they have the, the oh, father, yeah. the father who's the longtime there's, there's coach.
1: Jersey Roughnecks now.
2: Jersey Roughnecks. you got uh, Dan and, and Billy, uh, or Bobby, I should say, and then, of course, the Harbaugh's with the dad coach and Jim and John. Now, I did not realm. stay
1: up for the one shining moment. I did which not I get... either. What? That's unusual for you. You generally catch I was that. I Tired, A long day. Come on, man.
0: I didn't either, and I always what? say if I... I
2: did watch it this morning. It's three minutes. There's some UT love in there. I because you know CBS has it out there already. You can go watch it if you need to. It's one of those things we would play it, but you don't get to see it. The, one shining moment about seeing the the highlights and you know who who gets the the run and uh, well maybe we'll play a little bit of it coming up. But uh, yeah, this says first loser doesn't get a trip to the White House. Of course they do not. This says, he. are you saying size matters? It does. Well, in basketball, yeah, the rim's 10 feet. And if you got yeah. tall dudes that can block the rim
1: and that hang around up there, <laughs> you're
2: not tall enough. That does matter. That does matter. Uh, everybody gets a trophy and no, everybody gets to go to the White House. Yeah, why don't you just bring the whole Final Four? Bring the whole
1: Final Four up to the White <laughs> bring House. Bring all 64. Oh, they all did such a great, <laughs> great season. Bring did them such all. A great, bring
2: them all. Who else was in? Oh, come on, bring, uh, you know, go ahead and bring Iowa beat uh, South Carolina. They should come too. I mean, South Carolina should come. They yeah, had, yeah, they had a great season. season. Yeah, they were undefeated all the way to the final four. Bring them too. Absolutely. Uh, Virginia Tech, I think, was the other team. Get them up there too. No. Uh, just bring LSU and give them their due, despite the the coach. The bombastic coach who doesn't. What do you care. mean the coach?
1: You I mean in year number two got them a national championship? They were just kind of also. Oh, she's ran. an
2: unbelievable coach. I'm not uh you know, her way is her way. You know what I'm saying? Her way is how she does it. And it's uh, the Kim Mulkey way, and there's no doubting you cannot doubt what type of champion she is. I mean, she's unbelievable. She won. A, I mean, how, Louisiana Tech. She she won a national basketball a, a, a national championship for as the as point guard yeah. at La Tech. And Leon Barmore, and then you know as a coach, took Baylor to you know unprecedented heights. And actually, maybe the most impressive thing that Kim Mulkey did was she dethroned UConn. I mean, nobody could beat UConn in women's basketball. And you could argue that she helped bring some parity to the sport and grow the sport. For sure. That now we're seeing. You know it's going to take a little while, but there's more and more parity and more and more young young girls playing basketball. And I think this past tournament and what we saw on Sunday, with you know 10 million people tuned in, glued in on a Sunday to see the outcome, that's going to confer you know just further grow the game and uh, be a good thing for the game. Even though most of the talk the last 24 hours has been about the negative side, you know any any publicity is good publicity for a sport. And I think it's great for women's basketball. Men's, you know, kind of went as advertised. UConn easily over Give San Diego. Give them your
1: grow at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> no. Give them, them
2: some of that fertilizer. No, it's uh, not going to work either. Not going to work. Hey, a uh, lot to do on this Tuesday. We'll take your thoughts on your brackets and the, the tournament in the rear view. Now, Rodney Terry takes control of this Longhorn uh, program, and we'll certainly follow his push. And we told you Tyrese Hunter is going to test the waters. In the NBA draft, looks like I would imagine Dylan Mitchell will do the same, and I think both will likely be back for the Longhorns. But you know, no certainty on that. But uh, now the next couple of uh, months become fluid as far as the roster and the transfer portal.
1: What's the money go- like in the G League? I mean, do you sign a real contract with with yeah. the, first of all with the NBA team, right? And then you then they did they assign a certain amount of money? Do they have a league minimum? No. no. So
0: if you if you they have like two teams that are de- designated that aren't affiliated with. Any NBA team. So if you sign straight, if you sign straight to the G League, you usually go to the G League at night, and I forgot what the other one's called.
2: Average salary Mm -hmm. is just over forty thousand dollars in the G League. Forty G's. I think I will stay at school for Mm -hmm. another for another year. Yeah. Um. So, but look, I mean, at least the G League's in a better place than it used to be, where the NBA can actually develop players, and they don't. Yeah, you're playing with light players because you know back with before the one and done. It was the NBA. The one and done rule was initiated by the NBA. They're the ones that said you have to be 19 to join our league, and they were just protecting themselves from themselves because they draft these 18 year old kids and weren't ready. You know, Kobe Bryant was ready um, mentally and physically, and uh, Ty, you know LeBron James. But you know those were the, the few and far between. Those were the outliers. There were so many 18 year old kids that were drafted. This weren't ready to be in an adult world and play basketball. Mm-hmm. But you know, unlike Major League Baseball and hockey. They didn't have any place to develop the player. I mean, it was either sit on the end of the bench and, you know, hang out with a bunch of old men. <laughs> or Traveling around. Yeah. I mean, of course, that's going to be miserable. And so now the G League has, has been developed to such a point where, you know, a player that doesn't want to go to college and, and wants to play professional basketball, they can, and they can go play and get good coaching and play against really good competition and develop their game as they get ready, much like a minor league baseball player or a, you know, I mean, just I, we said this even in real time, you know, 15 years ago. I mean, imagine a a kid straight out of high school playing baseball, going straight to the big leagues, and what are you going to do with him? I mean, what are you going to do with a guy that uh, just came out of high school and now he's in a dugout with a bunch of 30 year olds
1: sitting there, never playing, sitting there, never playing, spitting and doing manager nothing, not
2: going to put him in the game because he can't do anything for him, and uh, yeah, that's that's not good for development. And uh, so, yeah, I, I do think now there's more of an opportunity for college, for high school basketball players. To choose, do I want to go G League and go that way, mm-hmm. or do I want to go play for you know Rodney Terry or Dan Hurley or one of these coaches? And I and I do think it's a good thing that it's going to try to the, the fact that the new collective bargaining agreement for the NBA will come into play, and when it does, the one and done rule goes away, uh, the age re- requirement goes away, uh, and at that point, a young guy at eighteen can you know if he's a McDonald's All American and a stud. You know if he is one of those outliers like LeBron James or Kobe Bryant or Kevin Garnett. Uh, he can go straight to it and uh, go play. Uh, If he's not, then he can either go to college, where it kind of feels like, much like in college baseball now, when you choose that route, you're going to be on that campus for a couple, three years. You know what I mean? You're going to develop in the program for three years, and then you'll go back in the draft when you're 21, and you can go be a professional. Or you can choose, uh, you know, I don't want to play school. I don't even want to play school. I'm going to go do uh, Lee, which I think is healthy for the sport as a whole uh, and a healthier place than it's been. Uh, you know, certainly than it was 15 years ago, 10 years ago, when the G League wasn't as robust as, as it is now. So yes, uh, about 40,000 for the G League wow. player. Uh, but you know, yeah, you can stay paid in to play. if
1: you're a, if you're a star, you can stay in school and make that NIL. Well, that's and right. Make more than 40,000. Well, and that's
2: the other new wrinkle sure. for college basketball and athletics is the NIL deals where you can make. There's already reports that uh, Iowa's Caitlin Clark has got three million dollars in NIL deals secured. Uh, when she comes back to Iowa for her senior season, uh, she's going to do uh, far more. She'll make far more money playing at Iowa than she would playing in the WNBA. Sure. Uh, I think the average salary in the WNBA is like 85, eighty five, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 or something like that. Uh, she will make a lot more than that playing for the Iowa Hawkeyes next year. And uh, as I have always argued, rightfully so. I mean, 10 million people tune in to see Caitlin Clark play basketball on Sunday. Yeah,
1: all of a sudden that NIL doesn't seem like it when you get that kind of viewership. They didn't
2: tune in to. See, who's the coach of Iowa? No one knows. <laughs> Um, you know, you know, Kim Mulkey brings some eyeballs because she's such a bombastic person. But in uh, personality, no, her
1: looks bring—that's what it's. Come bringing on, it. baby, that style is what brings it, y'all. Come on, now, let's be real—it's her.
2: Well, hopefully, wiser heads prevail at the White House, and they don't invite both teams. And hopefully, no. if they do invite both teams, which it could be on
1: separate occasions, they're not going to bring them both together. Well, then Iowa, Iowa that I—I
2: would say, no, we're not going. I would no, no. Let LSU have their day. Um, if you want to bring us back,
1: well, why would they bring them back? They finished second.
2: You don't bring the second place team.
1: Yeah, that seems a little strange.
2: I mean, think about it. put it in the in the male male vernacular, if you, if the Yankees beat your Red Sox or the Red Sox,
1: you're not bringing both teams, Buck. You can't bring them both. First of all, the Yankees wouldn't go. They're, yeah, they're only going as winners.
0: Well, I wouldn't want to go. If right. I, if I was, and they wouldn't want to go Iowa. either. Exactly. It
1: may turn. Well, they like, haven't even said. They haven't even said if they would go. I don't believe. Hey, listen. The, First of all, it hadn't been determined if that's going to happen. So, well,
2: it might be a fist fight in the White House if it did. Yeah, That'd they're be great. They're,
1: they're not going to go there. No.
2: Uh, if you, you know, speaking of fist fights, there might be a fist fight at the Masters Champions Dinner tonight. I know that sounds hyperbolic, but the, the game's greatest player is warning that this could be an interesting night. He said they plastic. No, that was Nick Faldo. How
1: about Nick saying, use plastic tonight?
2: Sir Nick Faldo (laughs) said they might want to bring plastic utensils tonight to the Champions Dinner. Uh, You know, I'll lay it out because I think people understand the rivalry between PGA Tour and Live, and that whole thing fell along political lines and everybody's got their opinion on it. But within the players' realm... They're pissed.
1: The guys are really pissed. They're pissed. Well, they've been sued. Some of them have been sued There's Lawsuits.
2: And look, Tiger Woods has not liked Phil Mickelson for 30 years. Right, I mean that's that's a fact. When they were growing up playing junior golf, they didn't like each other. Remember the one time they put them together on the Ryder Cup as oh, teammates? That, that was, was a horrible. Mess. Like again, that those are long-standing. I don't like that guys. Right, and now you're putting them all in a room tonight. We'll let you. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know what Tiger Woods had to say about it. He's not shying away from what an awkward scene it's going to be tonight at the uh, the Scotty Scheffler Champions Dinner to launch Masters Week in Augusta. We'll get that coming up. We'll also get a Craig Craig Wait report. And we'll also have some B&E facts of the day, and we're having some fun with you on a Tuesday, just getting warmed up. Uh, it's B&E. It's also a national day that I'm going to tell it to you coming up. And somehow, knowing the, my partner of 23 years on the radio, it's going to get a little bit weird. It's going to get a little more weird, weird than huh? you might 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 expect for the national no, day. They, that they're it you're is.
1: expecting it to be weird. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'll be weird.
2: We'll be back. B&E on the horn. It's Bucky and Aaron. Tuesday on the horn. Yeah, Today is National School Librarian Day. What? Hey, now. National School Librarian Day.
1: Yeah, I had a nun. She was our librarian. Yeah. She was the nun that didn't get out of the library very often. (sighs) Nice, nice lady though very nice lady good some people have like the crush on the school librarian
2: you know what i'm saying no i had a the, the, i
1: had a crush on the school nurse oh i was oh. down with the well, nurse and
2: your wife of a long time was a school nurse
1: of course, well she was she was a nurse uh she was she worked with quadriplegics okay Once she got out special of college special assistance nurse yes
2: very good hey so uh it is a, and Tuesday. She a pre,
1: prenatal nurse prenatal yes Babies. She worked at and then worked um, at uh, Travis High, a prenatal, yes. She worked there.
2: Oh, she was the nurse, okay, for the students with babies.
1: Lots of students have babies. See, I never knew high, that. I just thought she was here. a yes. school nurse. No, they, oh, I know. No. Well, they have like a nursery there. She had a program. that it, Amazed.
2: It, yes. That says you guys are missing the point on Dr. Biden's invitation. It's about growing the women's game, celebrating Title IX, and perhaps even bringing peace and sportsmanship to the trash talking that was the national discussion yesterday. Yeah, but the winners get invited to the White House.
1: Yeah, don't make it anything more than what it is. The winners get to come, the losers try harder the next year. That's how that works.
2: And whether it's awkward to see females doing it, uh, really high-level competitors trash talk. They get really emotional.
1: Really? Like the ones we talk about, the great ones that we talk about all, all the time?
2: time? All the time. Michael Jordan, Larry Bird, maybe the greatest trash talkers of all time. They talk trash.
1: And Tiger and the likes, you I mean they don't Tiger, talk trash?
2: Handing tampons to dudes. I mean, I don't I mean, really. <laughs> I don't know why you would expect high-level, highly competitive females to not be emotional and trash talk a little bit. I'm fine with it. You know, it's sports. That's the way it works. That's the way it goes. Um, you, you you give a little, you get a little. That's just uh, that's the way that goes. But uh, obviously, sportsmanship was a conversation yesterday, uh, and at least they were talking about it. That's a good thing for women's basketball in my well, mind. That was a
1: great thing. They put them right to the forefront of everything yesterday.
2: Well, let me uh, mention. I mean, you want to put this in perspective.
1: You know, 103% more than the following year? Yeah, no 103.
2: Well, and no one watched the game the previous year when San Diego. When, which, no. which is, you know, that was South Carolina against UConn, right? That's mighty South Carolina on the rise with Don Staley against Gino Ariema and his mm-hmm. his UConn program. Uh, well, I mean, you know, 10 million people, if you want to put that into, you know, the other side perspective, that is more people than watched. Um, let me get this right here. Uh, because the numbers are, are you know, they are what they are. This is this is what you love about numbers. You know they don't they don't lie. They, they, Ten million people made an appointment and chose to tune in and see that game uh, on a Sunday afternoon when they could have been doing a lot a lot more. Uh, it was more p- viewers than watched the Sugar Orange or Cotton Bowl last year, uh, the Big Twelve, the Pac twelve, and the ACC championship games, uh, the Notre Dame USC game last year in college football, LSU Alabama. More people watched the women's game on Sunday uh and also it it, it exceeded it, the audience for every game of last year's nba playoffs except the finals every game of last year's major league baseball postseason except the world series and the daytona 500 yeah so.
1: and i totally agree it's about you know title nine and trying to grow the sport sure there is no doubt about it well and i think the, and i think that's saw... a good i think that's a good point but the winners get to go the losers don't get to go now they may be invited some other time if you know, if Dr. Biden wants to talk with him, that's fine. Invite
2: him for a, it's a tea. Well, if you're going to invite a team for a great season that didn't finish, invite a, South Carolina because they were undefeated and won 42 in a row. I don't know. I they can do what they. Let's want. Let's just invite every team that was in the tournament.
1: <laughs> that's what I said. All 64. Good to go. Let's well, go. I,
2: look, I think there's a Title Nine conversation, which absolutely without the Title year, Nine t-
1: in the year of the Title Nine, yeah, the
2: anniversary without Title Nine, what we saw yesterday doesn't happen or Sunday, that couldn't have happened.
1: And a big part of that is right here at this university.
2: Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Hey, can we hear Jim Nance last night? You know, hello, friends. But Jim Nance, one of the greats, and of course in his hometown, went to the University of Houston. Uh, He called his final Final four game last night, the championship game. He is staying on with the NFL with his guy Tony Romo. Uh, He's also going to keep doing golf, but he's done with college basketball. Here was uh, the way Jim Nance signed off last night. Guys...
1: Remember, one thing I learned through all of this is everybody has a dream,
0: and everybody has a story to tell. Just try to find that story. Be kind. You told it better
2: than most, let me tell you. Can I tell you one other thing? I mean this not to try to play off Hello Friends, but to you, everybody in the college game, my CBS family, my family, all the viewers, Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being my friend.
1: Thank you for that cash.
2: And now we'll get to hear him at Augusta National coming up saying, Hell yeah. Hello, friend. Hello, friends. You know what's kind of cool about that? Um, you know, I've told the story on this show many times. I grew up wanting to do what I do, right? It was my dream when I was 12 years old, or 13 years old, to do sports radio. And that was in the 80s when there really wasn't sports radio. And a good friend of mine this a guy named Brad Wells, and he is Jim Nance's cousin. And... Jim, Jim, he told Jim Nance a story of me and that I wanted to get it because that's how Jim Nance did it too. He wanted to do what he does, and which is just an absolute blessing. And so, I have a bottle of wine in my my front room that is signed by Jim Nance and it's got a really nice message saying, Follow your dream, and kind of like he just talked about. That was pretty cool. So, yeah, because he grew up in Houston when, you know, right right as Fi Slamma Jamma and college basketball was taking off, and that's right and uh, golf. and uh, now he's the best at what he does, I think, and uh, good for him. He'll be doing the Masters in football, but uh, that's pretty cool. So I do have that as a keepsake at my house, and I always appreciate Brad for getting me that. It's actually got it, and it's one of, I think it's an, a wine that J- Jim Nance creates out there in Napa Valley, you know, his house there at Pebble Beach, and so it's a nice nice gift that he was he Absolutely. bestowed upon me. And a uh, big fan of Jim Nance for one sure. One day you'll get a work.
1: hankering for opening up that bottle.
2: No, I don't drink wine. I'll never open it.
1: Never be opened.
2: Never be opened. I don't, well, I guess I could still keep the bottle, but I don't know.
1: No, no, no. no you can't open the wine now. No, 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 no.
2: It's got a real nice. It's got to stay away it a real, is. I have to go read that today. Hearing Jim Nance say that reminds me I have to go re- read that message uh, back again. Uh, speaking of Jim Nance, the Masters does tee off on Thursday. Rain is a problem, but the Masters dinner is tonight, Buck. And uh, let me. Here's, here's the deal. So we know the Live Tour has cut a, cut a rift between the PGA Tour and, you know, and the best golfers in the world. So golf legend Tiger Woods, this is a story from the U.K., has admitted he expects this year's Masters Champions Dinner to be an awkward affair with several Live Rebels set to be in attendance. Uh, the first major of 2023 gets underway on Thursday. Um, Tiger said yesterday at Augusta, the Champions Dinner is going to be obviously something that's talked about. We need to honor Scotty Scheffler who won last year's master, Scotty is the winner, it's his dinner. So making sure Scotty gets honored correctly, but also realizing the nature of what's transpired and the people that have left, just where our situations are either legally, emotionally, there's a lot there.
1: Yeah, this is going to be there's going to be some Now, there's going to be some some words spoken to guys, I mean personally, right up close and personal. But you better watch out PGA guys because you know, Deschambeau and Kepka Probably can hold their own. DeChambeau
2: won't be there. He's, he's never not coming won a Masters. The, no, the dinners for the champions. Oh, okay. So he,
1: the, he's, even though they're playing, Phil, Sergio, or oh, you can't come to the dinner if you didn't win. That's yeah, you right. You got to have a green jacket. Or oh, you can play in the tournament, but you're not.
2: Yeah, you're talking about Phil. No, you're talking he, about Sergio. You're oh, forget talking about.
1: That. I, I go on the side of the PGA guys. Scotty Sheffield, he can probably throw down pretty good. <laughs>
2: they're not going to be a fight, but maybe. What? One of the points Woods of contention Woods is clearly referencing is the ongoing antitrust lawsuits between Liv and the PGA Tour, which was originally filed by 11 Rebels. This is a story from the UK, so I like the, I like the fact they're using the word Rebels. Uh, the Rebels, before joining the Liv lawsuit, among those who filed the original lawsuit is Phil Mickelson, uh, who will be at this year's Masters, and after skipping last year's event, He has since dropped out of the lawsuit, but uh, you also have 1992 Masters winner Freddie Couples. They recently called Phil Mickelson a nutbag, called Sergio Garcia a clown.
1: Let's not forget Patrick Reed will be there too. Patrick
2: Reed will be there. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Those are I think those are the three at the Champions Dinner, right? Yeah. Correct about that. I think there's only three. Someone will correct me, but uh, yeah. So it will be it'll be a scene, and I think everybody knows it. It'll be awkward. You got to sit in a room. You'll be adults. We'll eat our food. (laughs) <laughs> and then you'll you know
1: Swartzel has never won a Masters. Charles Charm. Swartz? Or did he just you an open he won? I think well maybe he did.
2: Is he a live guy? See I don't know the He is. Okay. So
0: then then, then maybe he's there too. I don't think he's won a Masters.
1: Charles Schwartzel? He's I probably he's won a really US content- open, he's won a major though. But I don't know if it was the Masters. It was a British open he may have won E. He... Uh, so no, no dinner for you.
2: No dinner for you. It's Scotty's dinner. Let's make sure we honor the great that's Scotty. What, that's what
1: Tiger said. This is about his dinner. Let's not screw this up. Yeah, it's his. It's his night, and you know. So when you guys want to throw down, head to the bathroom. <laughs> you
2: may only, you may only get one of those. I mean, Tiger's got multiple. Phil's got a couple, but uh, tonight, by the way, the if you're looking Charles for Charles,
0: has won the
1: Masters. I, I thought oh, he So he will be there. 2011. Yeah.
2: 20, so Charles, he's a little guy, a little South African. guy. He won't be able to throw down very much. He knows like jujitsu or something. Yeah, I think that's we're good. True. Yeah, the numbers belong to oh, the PGA, PGA guy. guys. Yes, But, you know, some people would say, what's the big deal? But, you know, Tiger Woods sounding, being that clear, that this will be really awkward. This will be weary awkward. We got lawsuits. We got barbs being shared. And there's just a general animosity for those guys who have left to take the money. This, you know, how could you do that kind of thing? I got a um, feeling
1: that Rory would throw down. He would get in one of those. He's a little Irishman, man. He would get in there. I don't know. Oh, come on. He's, he's kinda kinda so. soft. Oh, he's not. No. <laughs> Seems
2: kind of soft. Uh, the dinner tonight. You'd uh, be
1: throwing the long ball in there over those guys.
2: I love these. Uh, I love this menu. Your your appetizers, cheeseburger sliders served Scotty style. Not sure what that is. Also, firecracker shrimp. Mmm, that sounds good. Sweet Thai chili or sriracha mayo. Tortilla soup. Texas ribeye steak or black and red fish. You choose. Uh, you can go your red meat or or fish. Uh, they'll also have some family-style mac and cheese, jalapeno cream corn, fried Brussels sprouts, seasoned fries. Also, for dinner, you got to have the breakfast, the dessert, Buck, the warm chocolate oh. chip skillet cookie with milk and cookies and cream ice cream. There you go. Milk Just and cookies ice cream. Put on that
1: vanilla. Served Belly, in honor of Mr. That.
2: Scotty Scheffler.
1: A gallon of Blue Bell on top of that. I'm ready to go. May not even eat the rest of the dinner.
2: Yeah, I, See, I could... This I'll is, have
1: sliders and the... Uh, Ice cream and the warm chocolate chip cookie. That's I what know.
0: I know. You know, I don't.
1: I Maybe some tortilla. That's soup. a lot of
2: food, brother.
0: Yeah, it is. It's a lot of food. That's like all of my favorite food. <laughs> Ty wants
2: to go. That's like all of my. I, I do like me a slider. I like some shrimp. I like tortilla soup. I'm with you, Ty. That's all. That's some and wings I, in there, and that'd be that'd be the Thai dinner. Throw some wings <laughs> out. Ty's
1: dinner, huh? Yeah,
2: but like one of them. Like give me a cheeseburger slider and some firecracker shrimp, and I'm done. I'm out. I'm see you later. Give me that the, the ribeye. Uh, or some redfish. I'm in on. Somebody that. says
1: is o- is open carry legal in Georgia?
2: Listen, if you go sliders, shrimp soup, and then you go the ribeye or the fish on top of some mac and cheese, some cream corn, Brussels sprouts, and seasoned fries. I mean, as I said last week when we were talking about Brussels sprouts, for whatever reason, I need to know who the agent for Brussels sprouts is because that guy or lady has done an unbelievable job. Brussels sprouts have come from irrelevance. I don't generally to a order national like, treasure black
1: and redfish from a menu. I do you don't like do things that blackened? myself. I, no, not I really.
2: Do. I do. I think anything's better blackened.
1: No, I don't. I'm I, a fan. I mean, I'll, I'm a, you know, bring the Texas cheaters to make the redfish. I don't go to restaurants and order redfish just Why? as a dish. I just never have. Bet you'd like it. I do, I do trout. I do salmon.
0: I've I never do, ordered fish at a restaurant in my entire life. Never? Really? Mm-mm. <laughs> See, not a fish guy. You got to go to Jack bell, and try the bell, bell or a
1: horn
2: because we learn something new that's interesting no about fish, Thai really? every Never single day. Thai?
0: I mean, I've eaten fish before. But I know. But if I go to a nice restaurant, I'm not ordering fish. You're going steak. Yes, I've ordered fried shrimp at like sure at like a you know like a dock restaurant.
2: Well, my wife doesn't eat seafood, so she's got an aller- allergy to shellfish for sure, and she just doesn't eat seafood. So if we ever go to a fancy restaurant i I will get some fish and she'll get a steak and i'll get and i probably should better. try
1: that i should try a, a black and red fish from a restaurant i bet you it's absolutely fantastic i just i do it with the boys i don't i don't go to yeah, when restaurant. you're down at the fish camp yeah i mean i do trout yeah, the big I fish mean, fries that's
2: wonderful it's I fresh it. out of the bay and then you're
1: yes right off the bay. right off yeah. and yeah, that's good stuff i'll do trout and salmon but
2: hey bubba watson's also going to be there oh
1: bubba is he going to drive the general lee up in there Bubba can throw Bubba and Tiger—that's a throwdown right there. You don't know that they play. Couple of old the, guys.
2: The, the the horn on the General Lee would play the yeah the song the Dixie yeah play yeah. some Dixie. Could you see Bubba driving up on Magnolia Lane, blowing the horn, coming on in, coming in hot?
0: What makes you think that he's he's, <laughs> he's like that? <laughs> what do you mean, Bubba Watson? He's not like. I mean, he bought the General Lee. He can drive he? it
2: up in there. Oh yeah. Oh, well. he owns it.
0: I stand corrected.
2: Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. He owns that thing. Bubba's ready to go. And he won. He won the Masters twice. He's got two green jackets. That big hook. Well, Rory's
1: pissed because you know they sent, they sent his, uh, his letter of intent from Live the day before Christmas to his house, and he was pissed about that. Rolling well, up well, on well, Christmas I mean, with again, his new baby.
2: I mean, again, we've had you know we have had our opinions on it. Everybody has an opinion on it, whether they like it or not. I, I've said mine good for those guys. They can do whatever they want with their careers and their sure. lives. I, I wouldn't do it. I wish they would stay, but at the same time, don't begrudge them a second. But don't think for one second there is an acrimony among the players uh, because it threatens their career. It threatens the PGA Tour. Um, this whole thing is you know, a threat to the game. Uh, maybe it's a good thing for the game long term, but in real time, if you're in that realm and you've spent your entire life uh, competing and working to, to become a champion, and you know, this starts at the very lowest junior levels through... You know the upper juniors into college and beyond. That's just how the game works, and now it's being changed and um, yep. fundamentally. And so it, it leads to, and then you got lawsuits and you know people suing other people. I mean, that's the, Sergio actor, would
1: be the peacemaker tonight.
2: The Spaniard, he's Sergio. a hothead.
1: Sir, no, he Sir, is not
2: a peacemaker. He
1: is a peacemaker. I would bet. I
2: would bet Bubba Watson would be the biggest peacemaker.
1: Come on, bu- he
2: and Charles Schwartzel. You know, he'll channel that Nelson Mandela, and it'll be good. We'll get the peace, peace, everybody. Maybe Phil Mickelson's not.
1: Oh no, hell no! He'll come coming with his black jacket off. He's the, on. <laughs> his
2: he's leather, the, inst- the he'll sunglasses. He'll be
1: instigating the fight tonight. <laughs> yeah, you know, he wants a piece of Tiger,
2: but Tiger's looking jacked these days. But he's got a bad leg. You can sweep you can the step leg on his and it's sweep over. the leg on Tiger. Sweep I'd the leg it. and it's over. Hey, we'll be back. We'll get some B E facts of the day. We got a busy, uh, busy Tuesday. Back to the Yukon win last night in the national championship game. Some Texas football in our coach's corner. Uh, first, though, here's Craig. It's Bucky and Aaron. Tuesday on the horn, B E with you. How good was Yukon in this tournament run? Played 240 minutes in six tournament games, trailed for just 31 minutes. That's 13% of games, and if you include only the second half of those games, because most of the time they trailed was early in a basketball game. Like last night, they were down briefly. But in the second half of their six tournament games, they trailed by a grand total of 55 seconds all tournament long. UConn clearly the best team. We always talk about that debate. That does a tournament determine the best team? Not always. Sometimes a this Cinderella rise. will rise up this one. There was no doubt that UConn was the best team, and Dan Hurley's team. We'll hear from Dan Hurley coming up in that Hurley family of uh, basketball and got one heck of a team, one heck of a of a run. Also, uh, on the facts of the day, down in Houston, across town at Minute Maid Park, Yordan Alvarez hit his 100th home run last night already. If you feel like, man, that's really fast, it is. Fifth fastest all time for any players beginning in the 1900s. Jordan to 100 home runs. It's so far and away the fastest an Astros ever done it. That guy is some kind of hitter. But the Astros lost seven to six. What a heartbreaking game for Houston. They rallied to, to tie it. Then they rallied to, to, in the ninth inning. They were down to an out and an out down to a strike. And Jose Abreu had a big single off the wall that scored the tying run. They went to the extra frames and the Astros loaded the bases in the tenth Ooh. and hit it. You know, just like a screaming kind of the, one of those sinking liners to right field. And the right fielder made a diving catch, which is incredible. And then that guy got up in the 11th, and he hit a home run. Jacked a two-run home run, which is a difference for Detroit. They get their first win. But Yordan to 100 home runs already. And remember, the Astros already locked him up to one of those early contracts. The Astros have been pretty good at doing that, so he's going to be a force in the middle of their order for the foreseeable future. Also, ties Rangers lost to the Orioles last night, but it took two hours and 18 minutes. How about that? Started at 7.05, was over before 9.30. You're going to lose.
1: Get us out of here.
0: <laughs> the pitching was there.
2: Yeah, it was. was that
0: that was a plus.
1: Yeah, John
2: Gray pitched well. He just gave up a couple solo homers. And, uh, yeah, Rangers are fine. You're going to lose two hours, 18 minutes, that pitch clock. Can someone go ahead and just say, hey, Rob Manfred, that took balls to do that, and no one liked it, and it's working. Yes. It really is. Something had to change. It did. And, yeah, was it for TV? Probably. But TV pays the bills because your your ratings are important and your TV partners don't want four-hour baseball games when there's a bunch of standing around and no action. So far, at least in the first week, big win for Rob Manfred in the commissioner's office because uh, not a lot of people liked this and a lot of people hated it. And um, here it is. So far, it's working. And the, the getting rid of the shifts and the bigger bases and things like that. Stolen bases Dude, are up. Those
1: bases look like pizza, big pizza, <laughs> extra large pizza boxes. Well,
2: and you, I don't know that you can under understate the significance of that. How many how many plays have you seen with a tag and a, and a touch the base that are right there? Well, now you got an extra half-inch on the
1: base. <laughs> if you guys that overslide, yeah.
2: Uh, well, uh, bases being bigger, minimal impact some. But then, yeah, the shifts and and then the the, the rules on pitching, which as far as uh, the number of times you can throw over to first base has been changed, and the rules on that. So you're seeing a lot more steals, yeah, uh, which is good. You want the best players to be in motion, um, more action in your game, which it needed. And so far the first weekend – and if you go back to the uh, – to the World Baseball Classic. These have been exciting baseball games and that's what you're looking for. By the way, I keep saying show. Rory.
1: Rory will not be participating in dinner. Yep. Rory has not yeah, won a Masters. Yeah, people on the
2: text line were mentioning Brooks Koepka. Brooks Koepka will not be no. at the Masters dinner and he's never won a Masters. And Rory either. Biggest dude at the uh, live side will be Dustin Johnson.
1: Paulina let him throw down?
2: Mm, you know, he might have a couple cocktails. And uh, yeah. Watch out. <laughs> um, yeah, Bubba Watson. Or, excuse me, Dustin Johnson... Probably the biggest of the uh, live players. Phil Mickelson. He's slimmed down though. Feels like it is college weight. He's not really. He won't eat that whole menu. Uh He won't eat that whole menu.
1: He'll just probably have the fish and the shrimp call him the night.
2: Because because that's the thing. Tonight's acrimony. Eight or 12 cocktails. If there's some alcohol infused into
1: this. Oh, man.
2: Look out. Oh, to be a fly on the wall up in that deal. Keep
1: them calm, Sergio. Keep them all calm.
2: Well, but for the live guys, like the Alamo, like we're really outnumbered
0: in here, guys. Why would the live guys care, though? know, it's going to be the PGA guys. Well, oh, it is going to upset. be there.
2: Oh, that's fine. Yes, exactly. It's just awkward. But uh, we'll, we'll reset Tiger Woods' thoughts on it coming up. Also, a buddy of mine mentioned that uh, Charles Schwartzel won the Masters' birdie in the final four holes 15, 16, 17, and 18. Sweet. To carry that green jacket. He earned that bad boy. That's big time. And can you believe in a BNE fact of the day that? been eight years since Jordan Speath won his green jacket eight and it seemed like yesterday time flies man we'll be right back